You're listening to the Totally Buzz UK podcast. Hello, and welcome to a brand new edition of the Totally Buzz UK podcast, the podcast that takes you around the weird and wonderful stories on the web that you may have missed in association with totallybuzz.co.uk. I'm your host, Laura, and I'm joined by the buble babbler himself, John Squires. Oh, I like that one. The buble babbler. That's a good one. I like that. Michael Buble approves. You'll be a fan, aren't you? Big fan. Big fan of Mickey B. Is it me that most people, and by most people, I mean me and what seems to be my side of TikTok that I venture on, count down to Mariah Carey coming out of her cave. You're on the other side of TikTok going, where's Buble? Buble, Buble. Pretty, that's, pretty that's much, that's yeah. How we're divided. I'm more of a Buble than a Mariah kind of guy, not going to lie. Sorry, I mean, you everyone. You have both, let's be honest. No. Really? You're one of both. You're like, no, I'm sorry. You must pick a side in this. Oh, no, you've got to pick a side. Christmas war. Well, yeah. I, I, I pick Mariah. Well, the festive season on Totally Buzz is going to be freaking divided. Oh, oh, oh. You've got sort divisions of. in the camp. It's like it's December 5th. We're already at war. Good times. Nothing, <laughs> nothing says Christmas like a family feud. We're not family. We are. We're the Totally Buzz. This Fast and Furious, Laura. It's just totally buzzed. It's family. We're family. We're all family. <laughs> Now picture, Don, now picture Dom with a Christmas hat and a beard. You know you want it. <laughs> you know you do. Anyway, are you feeling good? Are you feeling weird? Are you feeling ready for another packed episode? I mean, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling ready. I'm not sure about the weird one, but yeah, I'm feeling... I'm I'm here. Feeling pretty good. How are you? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling buzzed. I'm ready to get even more buzz because I'm going to get even more buzz providing free weird stories that you may have missed, the listeners may have missed because you don't know anything about them. They don't know anything about them. They're going to have their minds blown by the fact these are true stories from around the web they're gonna enjoy them we're gonna banter them hopefully entertain them and then squiggy just to round it off if the listeners want even more you know what's gonna happen we're going to sing a christmas medley no just like santa coming down this chimney to deliver a gift you're coming out of your shell and delivering a what the buzz fact that blows their minds oh christmas it's december <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, what the you know buzz what? You know what feels really great? I was doing full-on flex um, when I did a live podcast, which the people may remember or can go back to a few episodes ago when Kaylee saw me hosting this in person while being opposite. She pointed out I do a lot of hand gestures. And for that whole bit, I pretty much did Hulk Hogan's routine of the muscle flexing just to feel intensity. That's how we, it we, we need to do video podcasts. Honestly, I generally feel I might have an issue with moving while I talk. And I generally feel I, have, I don't know why. But when I was like, let's get intense for Christmas, my go-to is, you know who's intense? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. I wasn't even born in the 80s at his peak. But I'm like, yes. We Hogan definitely, I think, the, I think... We need to do video podcasts. Everyone listening, if you want to see video podcasts in the new year, drop us uh, drop us a message at uh, Twitter at TotallyBuzzUK. Um, do that. We have a TikTok yeah. channel, so I might end up doing video clips at the very least. There you go. See, content. Just... Content, content, content. But I'll probably have to hit a gym in January to pull off the Hogan flexes if that's what I continue to do while talking, because I don't have the 28-inch uh, pythons to really get that's the fine. intensity. That's fine. It's work in progress. We can see the transformation. Live. <laughs> if I end up within the end of that year having 28 inch pipe and something's gone horribly wrong, horribly or, or, wrong. Horrib or horribly right, or horribly right, depending on your perspective. Anyway, Squiggy, we do like to get straight to it on this podcast. We don't like to talk about our arms, apparently, which is a subject that I'm apparently comfortable with. But basically, as explained, I've got three weird stories. Should I get to story one? Should I get ready to turn up the weird meter here? Are you basically saying that the listeners haven't 
uh, bought a ticket to the gun show. They have not bought a ticket to a gun show. And if they want to buy a ticket to a gun show, they should give us five stars ratings and subscribe. <laughs> See, I did the go. flexing again. Now so. you can go into story one. Thank you. A uh, story one. I felt f- I just this has gone weird. But story well, one. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> it story is, one. <laughs> it's from the BBC. Anyway, <laughs> the headline here is the Perth Museum has a naming poll. And there's been a winner, Squiggy. Are you ready? Are you drum roll excited ready? I am I am ready for this winner. Tell me the winner. The winner to name the new Perth Museum to give it a new name, a new purpose in life. I've gone very macho man now. Oh yeah. It has now been dubbed the Perth Museum. That's right. This exciting exciting news has come to us on the BBC because a new museum at Perth City Hall will be called the Perth Museum after 60% of people in a public consultation picked. The obvious choice. Perth Museum beat other suggestions, including the Sparkling Museum of Perth and the Victoria Drum- Drummond Museum. A spokesman for the museum said the name had been a clear favourite and encapsulates the story and history of the building. The museum is going to open to the public in 2024, so there's something to look forward to then. And while the spokesman said it may seem like the obvious choice, but we wanted to hear from the people of Perth and Kid Ross, from people old and young from all corners, they spoke out loud with more than 450 submitted ideas, so we listened. But obviously, they did the vote, 60% voted for the Perth Museum, and as they go on to explain, that why the name, this is not from a spoke, this is in the article, but why the name may seem unimaginative to call the Perth Museum the Perth Museum, at the end of the day, it does what it says on the tin, which, you know, if you want to find the Perth Museum... I'm, I mean, it's called the Perth Museum. It's hiding in plain sight. But yeah, Squiggy, great this poll, is, This right? is why they don't get their independence. Is it? This is why Perth don't get their independence. Yeah. It's like, do you know, do you know when like people name, sometimes have like name the houses and stuff? Have you, I don't know if you've seen that. I, I It's not so a Newcastle concept, but it's a bit, you mean in like, they call it like Rose Cottage. Yeah. Yeah. This is like basically just calling it my house. In the middle of my street. But like. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, yeah. It, but That's it basically absolute it's madness. That. Oh god! Get me off! Get me off this! Get me to Christmas! But um, oh. yeah, I like. Oh, it's just it's just rubbish. Like, have something you know, like Perthy McPerth face um, museum or something. <laughs> which is a reference to which is in this as one of the most famous polls because they do like to talk the BBC reference. They like to give you a bit of context. Great journalism output here. But you know, online polls have not really gone well before. To be fair. On that sense, the Perth Museum being named the Perth Museum, not the worst outcome. We're not going to have to council culture. We're not going to have to override the poll. Because obviously, as you refer to, there was the overwhelming time when they got to name the boat that ended up being the RS uh, David Attenborough. That When that was put up for a poll originally, people voted to name it Boaty McBoatface for the That's 200. Wrong. With Boaty McBoatface. I do prefer it to the RS uh, David Attenborough. Yeah. Nothing against David Attenborough. But Boaty McBoatface, memorable. To be fair, though, apparently, this also here, I didn't know this one, but in 2010, a poll to decide a new tour destination for singer Justin Bieber resulted in North Korea taking the top spot. I remember seeing that one. I mean, to be fair, there is a theme when any time a name comes up. I'm actually surprised none of the, the second suggestion wasn't Perthy McPerth Museum, like you said, just for the sole reason that in 2007, when Greenpeace wanted to track a group of whales, apparently, they were asked to name, you know, the suggestion, and they came up with Mr. Splashy Pants. Which is a great nickname for you in the future. I'm just pretending that I didn't hear that one. But so yes, anyway, I Perth agree. Museum, what do you think of the name? What do you think of naming polls? Talk to <sighs> me, Squiggy. I mean, it'd be good if it was something a bit more interesting than that. Like, I, I think it's good to give the public a choice, but when the public are voting for that, it's like, how am I? 
Bendis, what did you think of the other options? The Sparkly Museum, the Victoria Drummond Museum? I think I prefer the last one. No idea who Victoria Drummond is or what the relevance of it is, but it's something a bit better than the Perth Museum. The Sparkly Museum is very confusing to me because unless they have a lot of sparkling stuff, like, you know, diamonds, I would expect yeah. a diamond museum stars. for some reason. Or stars. Or stars. And for the record, Victoria Drummond is a... An engineer, MBE, the first woman marine engineer in the UK. That's very There impressive. you go, name it after her. In World War II, she served at sea as an engineering officer in the British Merchant Navy. You know what? Why haven't they named it after her? That exactly. feels like she deserves the honor. Exactly. You know what? Who didn't vote for Victoria Drummond in this poll? 460 yeah. people were wrong. Just name it after her. She's yeah. a trail, but let's not go down on historyextra.com. Trailblazer. Excellent description here. Seems fine. Dundee's yeah, exactly. There you yeah. go. It's like it's like naming football stands, like even St. James's Park. I know there's probably a relevance to it, but one of the stands is called the East Stand. It's like great, great naming. Did you vote on Thanks. that? <laughs> no, that was the name before. That was named when the ground was built, I think. But is I it mean, on the east side of the stand? Well that's why that's why I think oh. it's called that, but I'm not sure if it's to do with when Nicassia United became a football team. But I think I think it's a bit boring. You feel like there's a deeper meaning to it, and but on paper it just sounds familiar as basically what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, to be fair, I always think it's difficult when you name stadiums and stuff. Because I, I know there was some incident where they named it and it sounded not right. I can't remember what football team earlier. I can't even remember what the joke was, but it made it sound like a, a criminal rather than what they were actually going for. Because like, they put it all together and forgot to take into account the words. But there is a certain point where naming things shouldn't be this difficult. The hard bit is building stuff yeah. and getting a museum. The name shouldn't be bad. I just think yeah. it's funny that the public were even like, just call it Perth Museum. There was an online campaign, leaflets to, to Kiera's... Yeah, the, pub- the public probably the didn't care at that point. If, if it's Scotland, they care more about the Scottish referendum. To be fair. That's what they I mean, like, to be fair, you say that like it's a bad thing. I think they should care about that. It's actually nice that they care about that. But like that. I said at the start, that's why you didn't get your independence, because you think of rubbish names like that. I'm attacking the Scottish people. Come at me. Yeah. I don't know come why. At, you're very, you're very, me, close, you're very close to them. If anything, you should be making friends with them. I've never ever been to Scotland. Have you never? You're very close. I've been I to have, Scotland. It's lovely. I have never, ever, ever been to Scotland. And yet you're north. I'm south. And yet I have gone all the way through Newcastle. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> kept, that's kept on passing you. It. This, this is actually why you're bitter about Scotland, is it? It's because people like me were like, could stop there. Nah, going to Scotland. Yeah. Could stop and see my totally buzzed number one co-host. But nah, went to Scotland. No, I go to Scotland. Had a nice day, Edinburgh. Oh, well, good for you. It was lovely. Glad. Thank you. Did go to the museum, but apparently the museum doesn't open until 2024, and then I'm going to go to it. I'm going to walk around and call it the Victoria Drummond Museum out of protest. I think you should Start ask the directions protest. when you get there. Go. Does anyone? Do you know where the Victoria Drummond Museum is? I might actually. And if there is another museum that's opened up in that time, I could be very disappointed and very lost, and I get very easily lost. Or you could have gone to the better museum. Oh, that's true. That is also true. To be yes. fair, at the end of this detailed story on the Perth Museum, which, to be fair to them. Very long article to consider the whole story is they've had a poll to rename Perth Museum and they named it Perth Museum. They have also pointed out that the existing Perth Museum and Art Gallery, which is on George Street, no relevance to what street it's on, but that will now be rebranded as the Perth Art Art Gallery. So just to make sure no one gets confused with Perth Museum, which is probably why they put up a poll to change the name just in case, because there's already a Perth Museum and Art Gallery. That's now just... So then people people voted to change... Oh, my God. I don't I don't know if that's the reason, but it says the existing Perth Museum and Art Gallery, which to me implies either that was already called, I just, yeah, and they're going separate because they've got even more stuff. 
But yeah, that's just going to be called the Perth Art Gallery now. And I'm like, could have. I suppose you're always going to know where you are. Where am I? Oh, the Perth Museum. I do I do appreciate it is kind of on the tin. But it also reminds me of this viral story not that long ago when the, I think it was the Natural Museum or something like that. It's in London. Museum of Natural History. Natural History Museum. Yeah, so there might be it might be that one. I'm not I'm not sure, but it was the person who tweeted it saying your times are all wrong. It's already this, and it was because they were an American tweet in the UK one, and they had to go uh, the UK one that. for not having in their handle that they were UK or something. But they were like, "That's our name. That's the name of the museum." Yeah. Didn't, like, didn't the tweet what? saying how like we're open till certain time and said they're already it's not even that time or something. Or it's closed or something. Yeah, like that. that time's already gone or so. It's yeah. it was something like that, and it was a time. It's because the person didn't realize they were tweeting the UK, not the American one, and they got really shirty about it. I guess it's that sort of energy. But then how many Perth museums are there? Because the only other Perth, I guess, would be Down Under. I assume. To be fair, there's quite a few other, like, places have crossover a name. So I guess, I guess it's that. But even then, I'm like, if it doesn't make sense to you, probably isn't for you, is it? Absolutely. Good life advice. It's good life advice, that. It is. Anyway, that is very good life advice. You don't normally get that from the Totally Buzz UK podcast. I know. We're g- not only are we giving you weird stories and trying to give you comedy, we're now giving you advice on life. We're getting wow. deep. We're getting deep. Anyway, story two. We're not. We're about to go so far. Not deep. We're gonna. I didn't understand the opposite of deep. Emerged. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. But story two that is on the UPI.com headline: Lottery winner dons mascot costume to hide the jackpot from his family. So, Scooby, ever won the lottery and not told me? Because you know we are family, as discussed earlier in the podcast. No, I have never won the lottery. And if I had won the lottery, I probably would not be here right now. Aww. Because we'd be because still... we'd, we'd be in the Totally Buzz UK studio. Ah, I like it. I like where your head's at. I was like, oh, he's doing it. He's not doing it for the love of the game. He's doing it for the love of the green. Anyway, yeah. as explained, so a lottery winner in China donned a mascot costume to claim his thirty point six million dollar lottery jackpot, just so his wife and children didn't find out about the prize. <laughs> Fucking, this is not going to end well for him, is it? Can already see this is literally yeah. not going to end well. I mean, it doesn't matter because he can just buy a new family. <laughs> Don't think that's how that works. Don't think that's legal. <laughs> so the man identified only by the pseudonym Leary. He said he'd been playing the lottery for about 10 years and normally uses the numbers and they've put out his numbers. The man recently spent $11 to buy 40 tickets, bearing his lucky numbers for the same draw. Each ticket ended up winning 765,000. That's a lot. Which was a, works out a total of thirty point six million. So he didn't actually win like the jackpot. He sort of won accumulated a collection it. of the. It's quite clever. I don't. You don't normally hear about that. You normally hear just people here winning the big jackpot, one and done sort of thing. This yeah. man, forty tickets, lucky, very lucky numbers based on this. But anyway, when he turned up to get his prize, he was wearing a bright yellow cartoon mascot. There is a picture in the story, which I will link to the article on Totally Buzz UK's companion piece. It kind of looks like a weird condom. I'm not really sure what to call it. Or a candle. It looks like... It I don't looks know what like, going Do you for. remember the... It looks oh, was terrifying. It the, was it the World the, Cup the or the Euros? It, to both and of them the mascots. And they had that weird blue mascot. This is like the yellow up. version of it. It looks like a weird mascot. I don't know what it's trying to be. Yeah. The head could be a flame. But then saying that, I don't think he really cares at that point because he's just trying to hide. The man has a lot of money. He's going to buy a decent looking mascot costume if he wants a decent looking mascot. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't care about it at that point. But he uh, basically collected it. He said he wanted to keep his jackpot a secret. This is a quote, apparently, that he told lottery officials. 
I have not told my wife or children. I'm concerned they might feel superior to other people and will not work or study hard in the future. So in fairness to him, now I've seen the quote, I'm like, this man will probably end up sharing the money. Not sure why he has to share it, hide it from his wife. His children, I understand, because you want them to stay humble. Um, no, he wants, he wants his wife to carry on working so he can that's just... That's what it sounds like, yeah. That's, that, that's my only concern. But the whole, like, I want them to have work and study hard and, you know, try and set themselves up. For kids, I guess, depending on the age, that makes sense. Yeah. Because there is a certain point you're like, well, fuck this. I was training to be a doctor, but fuck this. And you never know. You might lose the money. You know what I mean? So it may- it kind of makes sense. But hiding it from your wife, I feel like that's not going to end well for you, mate. Not married, but I don't think you will be either. <laughs> for long, <laughs> if she rides out. I cause... thought you meant me. I thought oh, you won't be married either. I was like, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> no, I didn't mean you. I meant the lot. Unless you're I the get, I, I get that now. I thought you meant me. No, I'm sorry, I don't feel attacked. But you see why? <laughs> I don't I don't think I would be very happy to find out that my partner had hidden $30.6 million. Especially yeah, if he's sending me out to work every day going, go grind hard, we need the cash, honey. And I'm like, yeah. that sounds like I'm stripping, I was like, grind hard. Yeah, well, whatever you do. Yeah, I mean, respectable career, you've got to make money how you can in the cost of living crisis. Yeah. Exactly. I generally think I would come home and be like, you have how much money? I've been doing what? (laughs) Seriously? I slept with 10 men this week just to get food on the table. I feel like we've gone down a career path that isn't realistic. I feel like this has got a a turn. But you get my point. I've been putting it, you know, you've been working hard. You get my point. I've been putting the effort in. (laughs) That's not what I meant by that. and You know it. (laughs) Anyway... But I will also point out, just to defend him a little bit more, I'm just going to try and defend the man, because I do think it sounds really, really bad when you're like, he's hid, hiding the money from his close family and he had to wear a costume to do it because he's that suspicious they might figure out he has the money. You know what I mean? Like they're checking the lottery winning pages of the news store. It's like, is that your dad? Nope, can't be mine. You know what I mean? Because he's hiding. Never seen him before. I don't know. That. I could have took a turn if I didn't know that you knew your dad then. I'm like, oh, and then I realised, no, you do know your dad. Uh, Lee donated some of his winnings to a lottery fund that supports vulnerable communities in China. So it's not all like, that's a good thing. He's a nice guy. He doesn't want to give it to his family or loved ones, but people he doesn't know. Exactly. Again, kind of respect that. Can't, can't not. But uh, Squiggy, how would you hide lottery winnings if you had to? If you were I going mean, I wouldn't, to. I wouldn't win, but I wouldn't. I would. Do you know how when people win the lottery, they can remain anonymous? You're just going through out anonymity. You're just I would, I would, yeah, I would remain anonymous. I would tell certain people, but I wouldn't tell loads of people because going, going quite deep here, I feel that once people know you've got money. Well, they treat you differently. I kind of yeah. get the, that like, the line of thing. Yeah. There's also the point where if you win so much money, I'm talking the Euro millions jackpot, like $80 million. I'm talking money, money. and uh, i do think there's also a certain point that people expect you to give them some and then if you don't they then question how close you are but is that a bit like if ever if you gave money to every single person you'll have no no money left but then you you can't just start giving money to some people because if you don't give it to everyone then they're like well that's a bit shit and if you don't give them enough money that they expect then it's like you've, you've got all this money and it's like no no you don't understand yeah so if i gave you if i won 100k and I gave you two hundred and fifty pounds. You might think I'm tight. Though I mean, I, I would you... definitely think you were tight giving me two hundred and fifty pound out of that. I'm not gonna lie. But used, I'm just using that as an example. I'm not saying that's what's gonna happen. I'm just saying in that vibe. But then, if I gave you two hundred and fifty pounds and you didn't know that I had a hundred k, you'd be like, "What a generous person." Yeah, I'd be like, I would actually be like, "Have you won the lottery?" Oh, would you generally? Okay, that's suspicious. But you see <laughs> what I mean? It's that sort of vibe. It's just. 
it shouldn't be the level of gift and my. Oh, it's very complicated. I, part of me is out. I'm convincing myself that him hiding the mascot costume is completely normal behaviour and should be the I, normal I thing. I think it's normal behaviour and should be commended. And... So, so, so you're saying if you married kids, you'd be comfortable going in a mascot costume and hiding the lottery? Well, I would just, I would just stay anonymous. I wouldn't post for photos. But, but yeah, I wouldn't. I'd, I would tell them though. Like I wouldn't not tell them. I'm tempted not to tell the kids because, like he said, you want them to work hard and make something in their life. It's not. Just, it's just the wife thing. I think. It, I think a part of me is like he's gonna get absolutely hit. It's gonna be a yeah. Tom and Jerry happy style. Happy life. Happy life. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. Yeah. She'd be happier if she wasn't working. Yeah, and but like, so I would rich. tell. I would tell her, but I wouldn't tell the kids because you don't want the kids to be like, well, we don't need to work now because we've got all this money behind us. It's like, no, no, make something of yourself, but you can be what you want to be. Encouraging behaviour. This is quite motivational. We're getting very deep on this conversation. Less weird and funny, more like, here's some life advice, guys. If you ever win the lottery, life advice. How to train your kids to be better. Don't (laughs) let them be lazy. Make them grind. Anyway, the final story here is about some pub roles in Bristol. Ever been to Bristol, Squiggy? You've not been to Scotland. You might have been to Bristol. I don't know. Uh, I've never been to Bristol. Don't even know where Bristol is, to be perfectly honest with you. Concerning. Concerning. Hang on, this I'm going to Google where Bristol is. You Google where Bristol is and I'll explain this story because this is on ITV.com and is about some proper roles. This is where I realised Squiggy might refer to them as baps or something, but it's a roll, a bread roll, like a burger bap, a burger roll. Don't All right, I actually thought you meant job rolls. Oh, okay, that's concerning. <laughs> so anyway, a Bristol pub has gone sort of viral because their chunky cheese and onion rolls are like Oh, I have massive. seen this one. Or you've been hanging out on the cheese and onion. I have you're, seen you're this one. Board. Have you generally seen? Of all, I have generally seen this one. I like cheese. One, right, we're 71 episodes deep into this podcast. I'd say you've done at least half. <laughs> so that's like 30 odd at least. Like you're on this. And the one story in the history of this podcast that you've seen ahead of time is <laughs> <laughs> some rolls. It's to do with cheese and onion sandwiches. And massive onions in that them. Is, that like... is my kind of cheese and ham sandwich. So, anyway, for the cheese people and onion sandwich, home, not cheese and ham, cheese and onion. These sandwiches went viral because it's basically a block of cheese and big ass onions stuffed into a roll and people were like that is ridiculous portions someone even tweeted who cut the onions the hulk and stuff like that (laughs) they went incredibly like my god to be honest it looks like it it looks like a week's worth of cheese in the freaking single rolls i like cheese as explained the pub makes around two dozens a day two dozen of these a day a day during the week my god and more on Saturday when local football teams come in after the matches. How many people are playing football eating it? I'm glad they're eating it after the match. They eat it before. They ain't fucking moving, are they? Anyway, the sandwiches cost £1.50, which is great value because I think that's more than £1.50 worth of cheese there. And um, yeah, they've been shared a lot. But this pub in Bristol are like the, the king of bat, basically. Honestly, Squiggy, give me your thoughts on these goddamn rolls because apparently you this is your circle, your domain. Oh, I think it's incredible. Like I would, I would pay for that sandwich. Maybe, maybe, maybe not as much onion. Is it not too much? Is it not too much for you? You can never, that, that ha- you can che- never ever have too much cheese. Like that yeah. is that is my <laughs> life right. motto. You can never have too much cheese. I am a big fan of cheese as well. Hundred percent understand the love of cheese right i i started adding yeah. cheese to my are, you, toast. are you really a fan of cheese if you don't like that sandwich that's all no. here's the thing if i want to enjoy a nice cheese and onion roll it's about balance and proportion i might as well eat a block of cheese yeah. than eat this roll and i'm not saying it like i wouldn't eat a block of cheese i might i like cheese 
But if I'm going in, imagining I'm going to have a nice balanced cheese and onion roll, I want balance. This is a block of cheese. It's a, it's a good looking sandwich. Honestly, there will, there is a link to the website, Totally Buzz UK, with a companion piece to itv.com where you can find pictures of these rolls. But honestly, I think this is just sandwich etiquette. You've got to be balanced. If you get a ploughman and there's too much cheese to pickle ratio, this is this is a faux pas to me, Squiggy. I don't know why sandwiches are sacred. I don't know why this is the hill I'm dying on. But I actually am insulted by this bap. Nope, I like it. It's a good one. I, I think maybe there's. A, I think maybe the onion needs to be cut a little bit smaller. It's just because you don't like onions. But the onion matches the level of cheese here. That's a big onion for a big cheese. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But no, I'd probably a little bit less cheese. A little bit less onion. Perfect amount of cheese. Bread to cheese ratio is perfect for me. I'm going to ask you a weird question now. And I feel like I'm going to know the answer is Disney related. But people listening at home probably have their own version of this. But have you ever seen some food and gone, that's way too big, right? There's always a moment when you're like, and then you've ended up eating it all because you've like under it you like you really like it but you're like well that's loads of food and then you gobble it all and you're always like no. it's sort of you're proud of yourself no. but you're ashamed well that's interesting because no, i was I gonna say because i was gonna say i know a friend of the podcast he's been on two episodes i might more than two episodes now but as a co-host mr tommy Pittman and the cinnamon roll oh the cin- cinnamon the cinnamon roll that he said was too big and you would never eat it all and he smashed it pretty much in two minutes at Disney World, because everything yeah. was larger than life. It's that sort of vibe. I I feel like everyone has some story, because I've had, like, there was, I see, I already have a go-to story here. So there was a burger from this amazing fish and chip pl- shop place near me. Like, it did, like, I don't like fish and chips, so that's why I have a burger. The chips are even nice, because I normally don't, I don't like fish and chip shops. This is going to get really weird. don't like fish and chip shop chips, because they're normally soggy, but these chips are, like, chef's kiss. Not too soggy, not too greasy. Crispy, lovely. Yay. But basically, the burger they do, they do a single, a double, and a triple. You got a triple. Like version. I did have a triple because I was there wasn't much difference in the price to the point where, I, and also I was trying to get free delivery on delivery. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I don't like playing it and you pay so much because I have delivery premium and stuff. So I was like, I'll go for the triple. What's the worst case that it happened? And yeah, it looked massive. It came and it looked at it and I was like, oh, I've made a freaking huge mistake here. Like, this is, well, no. Because I don't like to waste food. No one should. And it and then by the end of it, I feel like I dislodged my jaw like, and just ate it all. And I don't know how I ate it. And I generally, still to this day, am mystified how I ate this giant burger. But I imagine everyone has that sort of story. It yeah, was really I nice. do have that story. Do you, what was yours then? You're like, I do have that story. You're like, um, too many to I've, got, I've, got, I've got probably two examples, actually. One was a very long time ago. 1998, if you can picture your mind back that far to 1998. Oh, People say 98, I instantly go Spice Girls in my head. So yeah, I've got this. So Godzilla, the movie came out. The original. 1998. Yes, the original one. And yes. we went to Plan Hollywood, which was in Florida. It was the first time we've been to Florida. And because of Godzilla, everything was Godzilla-sized on the menu. So I had a child... Was it a child's pizza? Probably a kid's pizza, which was absolutely massive. Like, huge. So yeah, finished that. Because I was, you know, I was young, I didn't know any better. And then for dessert got this um chocolate fudge cake but it was so it was sold as godzilla's foot chocolate fudge cake so you can imagine the size of that we didn't finish that we didn't finish that it was a big boy but yeah so that was but i finished the pizza the pizza was good i remember that vividly remember that and more recently went to um friend of the show tommy pippin's favorite place tgi fridays and i got this (laughs) i love you for that and i got this massive 
massive burger and it came out and I just looked at it and went, how am I going to eat this? And I had to sort of dissect it and just work from the top until I had something that was edible. Like you took it on my hands. Battle. Yeah. Spread. Finished it all, had the chips, and I still had room for dessert. But we didn't get dessert because all my friends were full. I mean, Damn you, friends. That is, I actually think that's the moral of that story. Get new friends. Now, speaking of, because you know you like to finish it, we're going to go through a lad break right now, which will give you time to have a nice big snack if you're listening, because I feel all that food took probably made you all hungry. So we'll be back after these messages. The beef and settle the debate. Football beef, that is. From debating whether David Beckham is overrated to deciding whether Roberto Firmino really is a formidable Premier League striker, we're grounding out that 100% beef that fans have been grilling each other over for way too long. Each episode features around one player, so all the issues can be chewed out and the solution spat out. Football beef has all the sizzle sizzle, so subscribe now. You may know him from the podcasts, you may know him from Twitter, but did you know that you can also follow Squiggy at twitch.tv slash squiggyplayers for all your gaming content. Use the hashtag TBOA to join the conversation. Do you use the Good Pods app? Find the Totally Buzzed UK podcast on there today and help us climb the charts. Don't forget to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. So you're listening on Google Podcasts. Hit subscribe on the Totally Buzzed UK podcast to keep up to date with your weird and wonderful fix. And we're back from the ads. So I hope you're all hungry or, you know, try to stuff your face with giant baps. Weird sentence to say. But we are the Weird Podcast and now it's time to get even weirder because it's time for What the Buzz, where Squiggy provides a weird, mind-blowing fact. Take it away, John Squires. Duh. So, uh, it is Disney, Disney week on What the Buzz, and it is getting towards Christmas time, so I thought I'd come at you with some facts from the Walt Disney World Resort about Christmas time. So, once Halloween ends, which is the 31st of October, for those that didn't know, I'm assuming you should know that, Christmas is in full swing, and basically from the 1st of November, the pumpkins are gone, and the Christmas trees are up. And Magic Kingdom, which is the main Disney theme park, the one where you see the castle, during the festive season, the Magic Kingdom is home to 40 trees, 147 wreaths, and 590 garlands, which measure a total of 5,188 feet long. So that's that's one random fact, which I found was quite interesting. I did not know that. You know what I'm like? I love how regimented and very military-like operation is going on at Disney with this. Oh, honestly, it's it's ridiculous how they do it. I can imagine. I imagine it being a breakdown. I'm. I've seen loads of behind the scenes shows, and not necessarily of Disney. I I think it was about Legoland at the time. You know, like the running of the way they do the models and the breakdown of brick by brick and the cheap team change and stuff over. It was like a Channel Four show. I'm not sure or Channel Five. I'm not sure what channel it was on. But it's that sort of level. So I could just imagine because obviously Disney World's even bigger. So the scale they do things ridiculous uh, it is it is absolutely ridiculous um there's another thing which i thought was really interesting as well so the one of the hotels has a gingerbread house in sort of the lobby and it's actually i say it's a life-size house i don't think it is life-size but there's actually the recipe for what goes into it and i don't know if you're are you ready for this i'm ready i'm ready 1050 pound 
pounds of honey, 140 pints of egg white, 700 pounds of chocolate, 800 pounds of flour, 25 pounds of spices, and 600 pounds of sugar. I just... That's and I feel much. like that is I feel like that is the mic drop moment to end on. I think it really is that I that is too much. I'm just it's more the level of sugar I'm just yeah. picturing. When you think of it that way, that's a lot of sugar. Honestly, and so heavy to move. Sometimes the the two kg bags hurt my arms. They're so heavy. Wow. Well, you need to you need to bulk up like Hulk. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying. But yeah, on that note of that mind-blowing fact, when now people are like looking at their own gingerbread houses thinking, you're yeah. just tiny. The, li- the little build your own gingerbread house that comes in the little box. Well, this is disappointing. Yeah. 800 grams. Peasant. Yeah. That's Cue not me. even That's not even a door on the Disney yeah. one. But yeah, Disney out. go like all out. Anyway, we've been the Totally Buzz UK podcast. If you enjoyed the weird and wonderfulness of this podcast, rate us five stars, follow us on the platform, that whatever you're listening to us on. Be sure to come back next Monday at 7am. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Totally Buzz UK, YouTube and Twitch and everything else in between. Squiggy, have you got anything to plug in this holiday season coming up? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John J Squires. You can follow my gaming exploits over at twitch.tv slash squiggyplays and also on Twitter and Instagram, squiggyplays. And you can follow me on youtube.com slash John Squires, where I will be carrying on with my Disney vlog series from September 2022. Anyway, that's been the Totally Buzz UK podcast. Good night. Goodbye. Ho, ho, ho. This podcast is brought to you by two chatterboxes and a lovable Geordie at totallybuzzed.co.uk.